0: Hey everyone, it's Matt,
1: and this is Lucas, and this is thanks for playing the podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Oh, woo! Haven't been live doing this in a fucking minute, hot. I know
0: this is cool. This is cool.
2: It's probably been a couple of Um, years.
0: This is uh, Tim's first time live. It do be. Yes, it is. Do be. Ron, how you doing, baby?
2: I'm good. Just super tired. The past few days have been a lot with Thanksgiving with my family. Shout out to Ryan. Got to hang out with him. Play some board games, some Magic. Shout out to my brother. We played Magic pretty much all fucking day on Saturday, which is super nice. cool. Um, if you're into Magic or thinking about it, the new set is really awesome. It's Set in South America, a lot of cool mechanics. You won't know what the hell is going on, but that's kind of the best part of Magic. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I love it. On the not so fun busy part, I've been roach prepping my apartment all weekend because they gotta do yeah, it's a
1: Huge bummer. Dude, huge, it's, huge bummer. you got roaches? Uh, our building yes. has
2: roaches. Luckily, my like particular unit doesn't, but they have to go through and like every unit essentially to clean out. So I had to pack like my kitchen, my bathroom. So I'm like living out of like IKEA bags <sighs> and random boxes. So that part's ass, but <laughs> everything else is going pretty solid.
1: Uh, yeah Man, how long are you going to wait? So how long are you going to be like out for just what, the day, what's what's, luckily, what's the like, ultimate
2: God. cool? Yeah, so cool. hopefully by the time thank I God. come home from work tomorrow, like we could reset the kitchen and the bathroom. It's just hurricane Timuron just, you know, hit my apartment for a good couple of days and still is yeah. looking yeah. at dang. It.
1: <laughs> Damn. dang. No.
2: Well, uh, we do.
1: We do have one thing to loop back around on real quick, which is the uh, Thanksgiving auction. God damn. It. Actually. So <laughs> the Thanksgiving auction was actually won by Matt according to our Discord voters. Uh so A rare Matt dub won, for old Matty boy. Matt yeah, a that's, rare that's dub. That's pretty rare. Yeah. So I mean Matt won uh second in voting was actually Tim. You. I'll take it. Uh I'll and Matt it. won with uh you know a pretty pretty rounded out lineup of uh what is this? Mac and cheese, cranberry. No, stuffing, cranberry sauce, Brussels sprouts, wine and turkey. Mhm. Um Mhm. I think it was the wine did, wine that did you did it. have did you guys have a nice Thanksgiving? I had a lovely
0: Thanksgiving. I had everything actually at my Thanksgiving that was listed on my <laughs> uh, on my uh, list there and uh, some from Timberons as well. and it was uh, it was delightful. It was small, close, just um, a few members from my extended family, then my immediate family, but it was really nice. Back in nice. Orange County for a hot minute. Can't complain. Food is great, ate a lot. went to uh, Pachanga the next day with Neil. Nice. lost some money. That's a good Thanksgiving. I went to Pachanga on Friday. Can you believe that? I got demons. (laughs) I got demons. I really do. Um, I know, I know. (laughs) Hey, you know what the important thing is though? I set my limit and I didn't pull out anymore. That's what's important. You didn't dig. I didn't dig. I was tempted. I was tempted. I I I was fighting demons, (laughs) but yeah, gamble responsibly, everyone. Um, I have a, I have a quick story though, actually. Um, well, Timuron, we you're, well we we had your Thanksgiving. I mean, it was good, Lucas. You were sick, unfortunately, right? I was sick. Yeah. Yes, I was
1: sick. Yeah. I was sick all weekend. So just started feeling oh, better man, yesterday, and then yesterday was chore day.
0: I'm glad so, you didn't
1: get COVID. At least I. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was just got down for the count cold. with COVID for a minute there, and yeah, I, I just have this cold that's been going around. It's like a kind of a pretty nasty sore throat, to be honest. I, I know about like three, four people that have gotten it. My parents I, got it. My Katie wife actually got, got, got it, too. So. Somebody. Yeah. Oh, oh, you didn't get sick
2: though. Somehow I didn't, but Dang. I got my flu shot like super early this year. So I guess I'm this episode's See, Mr. Pfizer. I didn't do it. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. dude, I should have listened to Travis Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my> um, <laughs> all right.
0: I got, I got a quick story time today. Something happened to me at work. Probably my most That's embarrassing it. moment actually in a meeting in a hot minute. Um, so as some of you may or may not know, I have been expanding the old, the old Matthew brand a bit. Been posting on TikTok, Instagram, and uh YouTube more under the Good Idea Matthew moniker. Um, good idea Matt on TikTok, actually, because Matthew was I should I should fix that. Anyways, so <laughs> I had a really funny TikTok today, actually. Really funny, um, in my opinion. <laughs> it was um basically me like saying out loud like really typical corporate email phrases, um, like, oh, like I hope this finds you will, or like looping in my manager. Oh, and then I for the subtitle, story. I put Oh, like what you actually say. So for example, like if if someone says I'm looping my manager, what they're really saying is I'm going to fucking kill you. Don't test me. Like I will go to war on this. Um, so I was editing that during a meeting because I knew it was a meeting where I didn't really have to say anything for the most part, uh, at least in the first half. They were talking about my markets. And I am for three years, boys. I have been so good about my mute button. I have oh, always no. been on mute when I needed to be... <laughs> And all of a sudden, Uh I don't know why I went off mute on accident, or maybe I said something real quick, then went back, forgot to put it back on mute. But I didn't go back on mute. And during this meeting, I start editing my TikTok. And I have this stupid Wii music playing in the background. And you just hear me over and over saying this shit. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And it's playing so loud through my phone that and I'm just wearing earbuds at first. I don't hear my Uh team members saying like, Matt, what the hell is that? And thank God, I was in the call with my manager. He knows what I've been doing. So he knew immediately what it was. And he wow. was like, Matt, like, what, what are you doing there, man? Like, what is that? And the oh, other people man. in my call were just like, what the heck? And oh, I, 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 I stopped it and I was like, all right, I have two options. I can just leave the call. That was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> there was like a three-second pause before I said anything. I was like, oh, God, do I leave the call? I'm panicking. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to own it. So I came back off mute. I was like, you know what, everyone? I was editing a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> nice. i was like there was no way for me to like not you I weren't getting out of that it. alive i wasn't getting out of that yeah. alive and thank god like this is a meeting with people i can get away with it in but man it's that good. was like some other meetings i would have gotten my ass eaten and it was stressful and it was really funny too because it was all like just literally corporate email phrases they were hearing me say over and over um it was fun so follow me on uh tiktok good idea matt and uh YouTube and Instagram, good idea, Matthew. But more importantly, everyone, to follow the podcast um, on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at TFP Podcast. That's at TFP Podcast, with an S at the end. We've been a little bit better about posting content on there lately. Timuron has been crushing it on our Twitter. Really appreciate you hand on that, uh, Timuron. Doing a oh, great yeah. job. No problem. Um, really taking anything off for mine. our and like dozens of shoulders.
2: followers. Dude, hey man, we thirsty. love our dozens of followers. Do you Yeah.
0: Um. And of course, as well, you can also shoot us an email at gmail.com or you can check out our website, thanksforplaying.live. Hoping to get some more content up there in the new future. We haven't been too active on there in the minute, but it is a beautiful website and we intend to make use of it, my friends. And of course, join the Discord. Best place to reach any of us. Um, always a good time in there. Very active, honestly right now i love our discord it's, it's fun great. It's, um, it's a
1: source of entertainment basically every day
0: yeah it's it really pretty is. great um you can find the link to join the discord You're either on the website thanks for playing dot live or you can go ahead and join um go to the link tree on any of the aforementioned social media handles and uh find the link to the discord there or shoot us an email thanks for playing at gmail.com and i'll personally send you back a invite to the discord as well with a selfie that is just going to get more and more lewd the longer it takes for someone to email me so um <laughs> look forward to that everyone it's going to be a good time
2: i might have to email just to get a um, picture
1: yeah we need it we need the picture as soon as possible we'll get it yeah, we'll get an alias yeah. going and send an email over uh all right matt that See? takes us to the fun part what are we talking about today
2: <sighs>
1: everyone today We are
0: talking about the number one Man Spider Simulator. (laughs) Spider-Man 2 for the PS5 by Insomniac Games. 8 out of
1: 10 from IGN. 8 out of 10 from GameSpot. 9 out of 10 from Destructoid. And a 90 out of 100 on Metacritic uh lots to talk about here honestly i'm really excited to talk about this with you guys uh specifically i think this is a great round of guests that we have a great round of contributors for this episode specifically this game has been anticipated basically all year uh ps5 exclusive and we spent a lot of really solid time with it and i'm stoked i don't know about you guys yeah, I'm excited for this. I think um
0: for everyone, especially obviously myself and Tim Ron. I know we both played the originals and both comic book fans are really looking forward to this one. And um yeah, you know, I, I think this is gonna be interesting in particular because Tim Moran and I but Tim, you, you played the previous Spider Man's, right? And Miles Morales?
2: Yeah. yeah, I played the first one, Canada, yeah, so I think twenty eighteen, Miles Morales, and I. Yep. I I was him back and I played a decent amount of like the Spider Man games that were made by Insomniac. So like I don't know I. I would, when I was playing. I was like, "Oh shit!" This reminds me of like the really pixelated Spider-Man from like 2000 Spider-Man 2 for yeah. PS2, which was in your draft. Ah, oh, um, Web of Shadows, Shattered Dimensions. Yeah. So it was like kind of crazy, like just looking at the trajectory of how Spider-Man's games like evolved over time. But probably more Insomniac in- ones.
0: Yeah, probably one of the oh. more enduring games and or superheroes that get made into a game in general. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Spider Man probably has had by far um, the most there. But I'm excited to jump into this because yeah, Lucas has only played this most recent iteration, so mm-hmm. some diverse opinions here. But uh, real quick, for those that may not be too familiar with the general plot of this game i'd like to share a brief synopsis then we can jump right into it um beware everyone um once this synopsis ends this will be a more spoiler e podcast so be mindful of that and we'll jump into it um taking place after the events of spider-man miles morales spider-man 2 revolves around peter parker and miles morales as they struggle to balance their personal lives with their responsibilities as superheroes they face new threats including a private militia led by craven the hunter Who transforms New York City into a hunting ground for superpowered individuals and the Venom symbiote, which bonds with Peter and adversely affects his personality, putting his personal relationships at risk. Let's talk about Insomniac personal relationships at risk. Did you write that? uh, I've been utilizing Chat GPT a bit more. Okay, okay, that's uh,
1: so such a light way of putting it. I know. um, (laughs) He basically goes sick mode on everyone in his life. Well, it's like. You mean putting the whole entire world at risk. Nah, closer nah. to what actually ends up happening somehow. Nah. Um let's jump into initial thoughts right away. T- Timeron, I want you to kick us off here cuz I know you're a big Spider-Man guy. You're a big comic yeah. guy, you're a big Marvel guy. Let's 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 hear it.
2: Um you know the opening first impressions. This game went freaking hard from the jump. Um like One thing I really loved in the first game that they kind of brought back in this one, and I'm just a sucker for it, is that seamless transition of kind of like it's a day in the life. Like Peter's coming in, he's trying to teach at school. Miles is like, bro, something's up. And then they just instantly like suit up. And then the game immediately just like seamlessly transitions to the web swinging towards um, the threat that's attacking the city, which is Sandman. And One thing that kind of caught me off guard in a good way is that the scale of the Sandman fight is so big. Um, It was like No Way Home's climax is the opening to this game. So the first impression is I got really hyped because it did all the right things to introduce you back into the world of Spider-Man. Big bad villain, iconic villain. Uh, If you've seen the movies, whether it's No Way Home or Spider-Man 3, it's just like, oh shit, Simon's going like, or it's Simon, Sandman's going berserk. <laughs> um, and it was just really fun to come back into that world. It took a second to kind of get used to like the swinging mechanics and the combat and all of that, mostly because I've been playing Baldur's Gate, which is a completely different game. Um, but it was really fun, and I really enjoy getting into it. And then kind of my gripe with other open world narrative heavy games it starts super strong and then it kind of slowed down a little too fast for me. Um, So we'll get into some of my complaints with the story later, but it's like it kind of, the game kind of blew its load really early, really fast. And it took a while to kind of get back up to that point for me. So it took a little bit for Spider-Man two to kind of rain me, like get me back into it. But from beginning to end, I really enjoyed the, I really enjoyed it overall I enjoyed the other two games, which shouldn't be a surprise. And this game's just a natural continuation of those two games. So if you liked I liked the two games, this one fits right in. So it's hard for me to like not like anything that was presented.
0: A game blowing its load early reminds me of a certain Greek gods game. You
2: know, I think I'm you egg me on right to now? hate you, Matt. I <laughs> swear <laughs> to <the> fucking God. <laughs> no, oh, Tim hates yeah. me. <laughs> Why? And it's like <laughs> You say dumb shit like that. <laughs> I don't even agree with
0: that, uh, to be honest. What? I, 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 I gotta wear Ragnarok totally blew its load early. With the... yeah, dude, a fight Kratos
2: with Thor was pretty amazing. And then yeah, that's that's kind of true. Halted. I guess yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, um, I, I, I pretty much agree with everything that you just said. This so this was my first Spider-Man game. Um, of the Insomniac like, oh, Spider-Man okay. games. Um, Ever that'd be easy. yeah. Insane. I mean, dude, I remember playing the Spider-Man game that was on like Dreamcast forever ago. I yeah. think it was there was, was a GameCube game. Spider-Man game. Um. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I played them over the years and obviously grew up with like the original trilogy uh, of Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi directed movies and loved those as a kid, you know. Um, and then, you know, of course, I'm I've I'm a fan of the current cinematic Spider-Man with with Tom Holland and stuff. But <clears throat> excuse me, still getting over my sickness. The oh, and I mean, of course, I love like Miles Morales and like the animated Spider-Man yeah. movies that are currently out. So it's kind of cool to see like everything collide in this game in such a way where it's like, okay I have like kind of your classic Peter Parker character, but then this like Miles Morales character as well, who's like kind of definitely the younger Spider-Man that I've like begun to really appreciate and really like in this current generation. And then just seeing them kind of side by side in this game, no context, like haven't played the other games, was always just really cool off the bat. So the first mission was really, really awesome for me because I was like, oh, dang, these guys are just immediately going in and fighting this crazy supervillain. You're kind of like doing combos together and like running around and flying through this, like swinging everywhere. I thought it was just really, really cool. Um, And then like kind of exploring the different lives throughout the games of each character was really interesting and really fun. I thought, but yeah, I mean, I think that the pacing of the overall story is a little bit weird Um, like the final third of the game is basically just a boss run. It's just like every mission is just like a boss fight, boss fight, boss fight to the point where like, you kind of, I kind of just like got pretty sick of it at a certain point. And there's a nitpick I have. That's a pretty hilarious nitpick for later on in this episode. But overall, um, I think the game was fun. Honestly, the, the best part of the game for me too, was running around, just traversing, just swinging across the city. And I think like, there's this, there's this kind of like hard part in the game where I almost didn't even want to go to a main mission because traversing was more f- like kind of freeing and interesting to me than like it felt like you were parkouring and like freestyling and like having fun yeah. while you were traversing when you got a lot of like your skill tree upgrades. And then, you know, you got interrupted by like a mission where you would sometimes be in a very confined area. That was kind of bum That kind of bummed me out here and there. But we'll get more into that when we talk about game design. But uh, I will say this is probably one of the coolest Marvel things. I've experienced in a long time uh, I, I haven't really been a great big fan of the Marvel cinematic universe in a little while except for across the spider verse except for the animated spider-man's those are just like th- those are almost on another level like those are just yeah. so good they're their own tier <laughs> by far they're their, yeah they're their own tier I'm I guess mm-hmm. the Marvel M- the proper MCU I just haven't really been that into in the last basically since endgame like like most of us uh, yeah. but this this kind of was like okay this is great love these characters love spider-man uh, and I, I just I just felt good about it once again. So, yeah, yeah. My initial thoughts right there.
0: You know, my, my let me preface this with you know I am like probably one of the bigger Spider-Man fans out there. You know, I by far my favorite superhero growing up. I am dead ass convinced I should have been the most recent Spider-Man, not Tom Holland. I have said that several times on this podcast. I know a Spider-Man for Halloween. I was walking around in spandex. It was great. I felt powerful. I felt it's like hard. it was honestly like I was kind of. The whole time I was just kind of geeking to myself, like I'm I am him. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a blast. Um, and I gotta say, I gotta say, boys, I gotta say, um, this game is good, but like, man, does it feel and Lucas is where we'll obviously have different experiences, but man, does it fear feel near identical to the first two games that we played. Um, Tim wouldn't would have played Spider-Man one and Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um you know, and I, I think the game, like I mentioned, blows its load very early. And, you know, it's it's a game that it's very safe. You know, it's like yeah. it's a game that does no wrong. And in that vein, it also never excels. It's just like skating along the 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 line of fine. Like, this is fine. This is decent. This is good. But because it's just dancing on that line, and never does anything interesting. It never has the chance to kind of like, you know, um, become something greater than what it. has been in the past and like it's a shame because you see the similarities in the game from the combat from even how the story beats kind of play out relative to the first game which i'll get into um so i I was a little disappointed in that because i you know i think a lot of third person fighting games fall into that trap or not fighting games but third person adventure games to where everything just feels very um Similar as the game goes on, even as like upgrades and stuff are introduced, and I really felt that same way here pretty early on in this game. That said, the opening sequence is phenomenal. It's a cinematic masterpiece. The opening sequence, I think, it's extremely well done. That scene where uh, Miles gets well, like slingshotted through all the buildings, like that is incredible. It's an incredible yeah. shot. Wow. Um, the set pieces in this game, by, in general, are incredible, um, and the web swinging steel feels very great. And they added some really cool options too with the um the web suit the the web wings the squirrel suit basically is what it is (laughs) um and some of the other stuff um and it's it's good and i'm excited to talk about it today because you know there's i think a lot of good and a lot of
1: mediocre we're gonna get into and um yeah i'm excited i i if i wanted to show somebody like if i wanted to sell them the ps5 or sell them like a next gen game on a console i'd have them play like the first 10-15 minutes of this game And go like, wasn't that sick? Don't you want to buy this? Don't you want to buy this console in this game now? Or like, don't you want to? Don't you think you should buy this game for your nephew for Christmas now? It's like, it's just such like a a selling point for the game. I feel like, and it it truly is like one of the best openings. I feel like for a game, like a lot of games have really intriguing openings or openings that kind of pull you in a little bit, but this one just seriously like goes super hard. Um, Yeah, kind of like God of War, God of War Two, or Ragnarok. so yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of that. Should we should we jump into when did it click, or we want to go straight to game design? Because I don't know if when did it click really applies here.
0: I mean, I think it kind of clicked for all of us right away. I mean, it's Spider Man, yeah. you know, like you're slinging around New York City, you're having fun. It's um, and it's not like it's a hard to understand game, you know. It's pretty pretty basic. Um, yeah, I think we can jump into story design here and just the story oh, yeah. in general.
1: Um, I got a lot to say here.
0: Yeah, uh, I guess I'll just start. Um, so something I was, I think this is a classic kind of like comp superhero marvel s story that we've come to know and love. What I was disappointed in is that, so let me preface more. I did actually, I, I enjoyed the story. I was excited to continue through it. I was excited to find out what happened to Venom, what happened to Craven, and everything. I was interested to see how the characters develop. Where I got a little frustrated was when I could start pretty early on predicting exactly how it was going to go. Because I played the first, excuse me, I played the first Spider-Man. And for those that haven't played the first Spider-Man, spoilers, here we go. But the first Spider-Man, you have Dr. Negative or Mr. Negative, who is like the first big bad you face in the game. And it's kind of presented as, oh, that's going to be the big person you have to face. And then you have this friend, Doc Ock, who's just helping you and you're just doing your sciencey stuff with. And then as the game progresses, all of a sudden it becomes, oh, you know we beat Mister Negative. That's great, but Doc Ock isn't actually our friend. It turns out he's the big bad, and this game does the, kind of like the very similar same thing to where, you know, we ha- get Craven presented to us. He's the one that's hyped up in all of like the promotional material for the most part, along with Venom. But like he's hyped up as kind of the big bad, and then all of a sudden, like you know, three fourths away through the game, that's kind of put on its head. Craven dies honestly, kind of lamely, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I, and then was, it, was there ever, ever a world where?
1: I mean, we knew in the marketing that the symbiote was in this game. Like, was there ever a world where they were getting away with tricking us like that? I mean, it was like Venom's the bad guy. I just thought Craven was always a distraction over like... Because the symbiote's actually introduced even earlier. I I was hoping we'd see
0: something more intertwined rather than just a handoff, I guess. Um, It's like a pure handoff. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just like, you know it's Craven and then it's Venom. Once the suit gets back to, um, gets back to Harry, which I gotta say, I gotta say, man, those spider senses are real selective. I have no idea how Peter let that (laughs) fucking thing get cracked, carrying the symbiote when he brought it back to Harry. For those that aren't aware in the game at a point, the symbiote starts off bonded to Harry. Um, Harry gives it to Peter to save his life when he gets gravely injured from Craven. Harry, uh, Peter can't get it off and when he does finally get it off he takes it back to the labs to get destroyed Harry's like fuck no I need that to be fair stay alive he needs it um, but man I mean Peter's spider senses really failed him like he got literally beat by a cripple in that situation basically <laughs> at that point Harry is effectively Jesus um, Matt wow <laughs> I'm gonna time stamp that <laughs> I mean, he's walking around with a cane. Cripple might be strong, but someone that is—I um, think that word's that out. I
1: think that word's outdated. Is it? Yeah, All
2: right, I don't think it's the best. Handicapped. Twenty twenty three. All right. Physically challenged. I don't know.
0: I apologize. Physically challenged. Yeah. He's sick. He's very weak. He's not a dying able man. to beat Spider Man. Yeah. Know. Yeah. A dying um, man. Beat him. A dying man beat him, and I was just like, yeah. man, at that. You're telling me I can dodge bullets without looking at him, but a dying man comes at me with a cane and I die. That is, or I, I lose the yeah. most important thing in the game. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. a little whack. I,
1: um, and yeah, the whole thing just felt very formulaic relative to the first game, uh, which I was disappointed in. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I didn't play the other game, so I'm just kind of going off of what, what I know, just experiencing this game on its own. And yeah, honestly, like super bloated story for me. Like, I feel like at a certain point, like I kind of forgot what we were doing and why we were doing it. Like, I mean, at a certain point you fight reptile and then in like one mission and the next mission, you're miles uh, fighting like Mr. Negative, and then you're at a zoo as Mary Jane trying to like break Dr. Connors out. Like at a certain point, it, it got very convoluted. And then even like all of a sudden I'm playing as Venom and all of a sudden I'm fighting Craven. So like, it just, it became very strange. And then all of a sudden you're fighting Scream, like not that long after that. And like, it, it was like this, like they had all these like kind of plot lines of like, oh, MJ and Peter's relationship is on the rock. So let's just have MJ become Scream. They fight and then we resolve that. And that's a whole mission for you, right? And like, I just feel like they ham-fisted that right in as a way to like make it make sense. But within the actual like, pacing of the story it kind of just like comes and happens and then ends like within a mission basically that whole thing happens and then like I don't know like I, I, I've got pretty like I, I was kind of rolling my eyes when I became Venom and then fought Kraven and then killed Kraven and I was just like okay what's the point of this now like why didn't that just happen in a different sort of way I don't know like becoming the somewhat bad guy and then fighting as him I don't think that really did much for me at that point oh yeah and then you're also Miles fighting Peter before that so it's like i don't know it's like multiple climaxes that happen you know like when you're watching those stories or watching one of those movies or you're like oh dang this is a pretty climactic moment and then the next moment is like the climactic moment and it just kind of keeps going not in a really like effective way but in more of like a bloated sort of way is the way i describe it
0: it's
1: and there's not- also just a lot of villains there's like too many yeah bro
0: you should have played the first game they had the literal sinister six
2: <laughs> yeah dude, dude
1: oh there's just like everybody in that shit
0: yeah
2: I think... You would you, you say, say narrative- it was effective? <laughs> I think narratively, because I, I agree with a lot of what you two are saying, this is where I feel like the first game hurt the sequel because for me, when I was thinking back on a narrative and I saw like the same parallels you did, Matt... I felt like the first game did a really good job being lining in a bottle of the twist of like, here's your main bad, and then we'll hand it off, and now here's your real main bad. Um, and just for spoiler the Sinister Six did work out because Doc Ock and his attempt to get his revenge on Norman Osborn fight Spider-Man, he frees Spider-Man's rogue gallery from the Raft prison. So, the, like, narratively, it's like they were already there because we're not at the beginning of Spider-Man's, like life as a superhero we're in the middle of it so like these villains already existed in the universe and the war but for me i feel like yeah the first game teases that harry's venom like in a post credit scene so we already know it's coming and then all the advertisement the materials they hyped venom so much that I think that really fed into the predictability of the narrative itself. Cause I wasn't shocked really by anything. And I didn't get that same, like, oh shit kind of moment that I had in the first game when Doc Ock turns on you, which is one of my favorite things from yeah. just across the insomniac verse in general is that, you know, the cliche, like friend, like mentor turned enemy, but it was done well and it had the build up and like it was kind of hinted at, but it wasn't completely. as you said Mm ham-fisted but this game yeah like i think because that stuff happens it's almost like i don't know if you guys got this sense but i kind of felt like the when the fuck is venom gonna show up like kind of like through line in the narrative yeah i did get you're fighting craven there's, there's that whole anticipation
0: time. Like, like, the whole time yeah. yeah i mean
1: the the craven thing wasn't fooling anybody like the symbiote's literally yeah. on the box art for this game like exactly, when you load exactly. up the game you see it so it's like it's not craven you know so you're kind of like not really fooled by any of like the story beats that are kind of happening oh no, exactly and, and that's
2: for me i feel like yeah. there was missed opportunities to kind of play with the mystery somewhat because you guys remember, like, when you're in a mansion and you learn, like, Craven has cancer and he's dying and shit that like that? Cool. Like, that was cool. That was yeah, cool. I liked but, that like that part
0: of his backstory. Yeah.
2: But here's what, like, kind of got me excited. I was actually hoping, like, oh, what if they turn the tables in some kind of way? Because, like, maybe this, maybe me being a Spider-Man fan worked against me. Eddie Brock had cancer and the symbiote saved him from that cancer. So I was like, oh, shit. Hold on. Are they going to, like pull the rug out and like make craven venom and for me i was like oh that might make sense as i was going through that and then literally one mission later you turn into venom and wait that him. that would have been fire so actually like, that would have been sick yeah, like <laughs> yeah, so there was like way cooler. so as i was playing like the narrative and i was playing i just felt like there's so many missed opportunities to do something really cool and creative with the lore that still fits within the spider-man box but it didn't it honestly double down on its formula and I'm probably going to use the word double down a lot because of just how many things I saw coming back um, from the first two games. And then in terms of story and narrative to go into miles, beat, you mentioned Lucas, I feel like miles kind of got shafted narratively. Like he was only there to play like the he sane did. Spider-Man and like his biggest yeah. purpose was making sure Peter like got out of his like spider, like symbiote suit. Like, Everything that, like, made him interested yeah. in a Miles Morales game just wasn't there at the core of his narrative. Like, the biggest thing like, he needs to write his college essay. It was all
1: side missions.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was all I side. I mean, to be he, fair, though, I mean, this relegate- was
0: Spider-Man 2, hit- right? Not Miles Morales 2.
2: But yeah, the okay. way the it game was is, framed I guess that's is, fair. it's together. Like, I was expecting a tandem narrative with the two of them intertwined deeply, like, in, their, in each yeah, other's and, uh, thing. Uh, uh,
1: with the skill tree, like with the missions, like it is pretty evenly divided in terms of like who you're playing as and like who you want to upgrade and stuff, because they each do have separate skill trees, but then they have a shared skill tree that you could spend points on. So I was expecting the same thing as you, Tim. But yeah, I mean, basically Miles Morales, his character development is relegated to side missions and stuff, which are like, OK, I guess I did a few of those and I kind of liked them, but it is it is it definitely does feel like a relegation where you're like, OK, OK. We have to go to the side mission to get his like cool narrative and like his friends, Gengi and um, what's her name? Haley. What's the deaf?
2: Yeah, Haley. Haley. Yeah, Yeah.
1: she all of her development also was like side mission based as well. And like there was like in the main storyline, there was like a moment where he's like, hey, you want to go out sometime? And it's literally like one minute of him just like, I like you. You want to go out? And she's like, uh, I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: And then and then he goes off and then he's go- Spider-Man again. It was like, that was really lame.
2: But like to that point too, of yeah. why I think like the, the Miles, like kind of lack of development or narrative in this game really stood out. Like, I think he was asking Haley out while you know Peter in like the meanwhile moment, Peter's fighting for his life against like the symbiotes popping all over the city. So yeah. he's here like asking out his girl, like, this like wannabe girlfriend and peter's fucking dying oh. out there and i'm like narratively how does yeah, this make yeah. sense but it's yeah maybe that's more yeah, of a nitpick, not very even still not very even yeah, man, man, you, yeah even hey you, you
1: we we triggered you yeah you were you were upset about this i can tell
2: every episode i'm with matt i'm triggered so this shouldn't be that surprising yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are agree on this though you guys are like on <laughs> no the same that's what's wild actually <laughs> Hey, what did we what did we think about uh,
0: when Craven got was getting choked out by Spider Man though, and he's like, "Harder." <laughs> I, um, I I got a big kick out of that personally because I, I was a blown away. Kick. There was not a lot of memes about that, so I took it in my own hands.
1: Yeah, took it into my own it was, hands. It was
2: a fire TikTok.
1: Craven Craven's Same. intro also okay. Like, how much resources does Craven actually have? Like Dude, it's very confusing how he has this man has a small reasons. country backing him. What is yeah. that? What is Can someone explain the Craven Lord to me as you two Spider-Man fans are here? I
0: don't I don't know the full lore, do you know? I let...
2: uh, not his origin. I do know he comes from like a aristocratic family from the Soviet Union. Um okay. That's all I honestly remember. I'm pretty sure Chameleon was his brother too in the comics. So like he comes from money, but this is like the bros, like, loaded, like, three times as much as Elon at this point or some shit. Dude, yeah. yeah he like, for
1: real had a small country army to back him up with, like... It's, he had, like, Wakanda-level shit going on. He had, like, camo. He had, like, helicopters. He had, like, super soldiers. It's
0: it's <laughs> odd to me that, like, there's no mention of, like, what the military or police would try and do to combat this. Like, a man with literal, um like, military... Like, his own private militia is basically taking over the most populous, one of the most populous cities in the world. I know that was a little silly. And like, I know there's a certain suspension of disbelief with these things, but like you have to address that some way. Like for example, in like the dark Knight rises, right. When Bane is threatening everything with like his militia and like he's taking over the city and releasing all the prisoners. Like he threatens up by blowing up the bridges and then threatening everyone with a nuke. If they try and enter basically. Right. Like that's a good way to like let that scenario happen. Yeah. Whereas here, it's just happening, and it kind of makes zero sense. Yeah, I know. And, and, like,
1: the other thing is just
2: like... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tim. I was going to say, and like, in the lore established by, like, the game environment, like, the Avengers exist. Doctor Strange, like, has his sanctum there. There's a fucking yeah, Wakanda go to embassy. It. It's like... Yeah. Like, one thing I think that could have made this game kind of cool is, like, at least some of those hero cameos, so maybe... Explain, like, oh no, like, we're fighting Thanos right now. You're on your own, Spider Man. Like, something like that. But it just, yeah, I, I caught yeah, that. And it's yeah, funny because it, it happens in the first fucking game, too, where a militia takes over New York City. So it's like, yeah, what and then the J. Fu- J-, like, J- Jonah Jameson
1: is just blaming Spider Man. <laughs> like, the only, yeah, right? only thing you yeah. get is just like, Jameson, well, like, okay, Coney Island gets completely, like, annihilated through, yeah. like, like just a series of fights that happened because of Craven's army and Spider-Man and Harry. And then like the next thing, the next story beats J Jonah Jameson, just like, Oh, Coney Island was destroyed because Spider-Man fought there. And like no mention of the fact that there were armed an yeah. army entering Coney Island and like destroying it. And it's like, and then you destroy like the uh, Emily May foundation. You like, there's like so much destruction that happens in the city that it's kind of unbelievable that, like, there's no mention of it. There's like throwaway lines of just like, oh, yeah, man, a lot of people could have died there. You got to be, we got to fight or whatever. It's like, that's all there really is. But yeah, there's a huge just mention of disbelief for me, especially just Craven's resources. There's like flying iron birds around the city as side Dude, missions at one like point. And it's like, you're telling me everyone's like just ignoring like the po- warbirds? Like robot
2: dog shit too. <laughs> Yeah, those are just getting ignored on the
1: street. It's crazy.
0: Pretty cra- Yeah, they're literally just like literally running around in a park and like no one's doing
1: anything. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um should we jump? We've been on story for a little while. Do we have anything else on story? Nah. Um let's get into game design. Um Okay. I, I got Can I can I cook on this one for a second? I got I got cook, a, I got a bone to pick. brother. Here. You can cook. Okay. His. Like I said earlier, I feel like one of the best parts of the game, if not the best part of the game, was traversal. I thought movement in the game was great. I thought like the wide open space was great. Flying, like managing some cooldowns in movement where you could like do the leap thing. And then like you could do there was like certain abilities you unlocked where you could like loop around a building corner like very, very quickly. Or you could like do that 180 loop around a building if you're like falling from far enough. Like all those were so fun. I think, like, it was great to get to a point. And then as soon as I started a mission and, like, the mission went to a small arena or, like, interior where you had to, like, sneak around, I was like, man, I got to sneak around now. It's like I was having so much fun jumping around. Now I'm in this small warehouse and I got to sneak around. And, like, it was its own, like, little world. Like, I did enjoy doing some of, like, the sneaking missions or some of the missions in a smaller confined area. But then the moment that you leave that mission and you're like Spider-Man perched on the edge of a building, the game becomes like freeing and open again. And I think when you like to quote IGN, you know, when you feel the most like Spider-Man, it kind of is during those moments where you're swinging and flying around through the city. And I just think that in the game design, they, they could have probably designed more things that involved that if that's the most fun part of the game right? Like, I think chasing cars was really fun as side missions. There was a few main story missions where you would swing and you would try and catch up with like the enemy that was flying away. Those are really fun parts of of the game too. And then near the end, when you fight Venom, there's like moments of swinging in some of those boss fights with Venom where you're kind of flying through the air. And that was the most fun in a boss fight for me. So like, I feel like there was a lot of aerial tricks and a lot of aerial stuff that the game had as a big strength. And I think they actually should have expanded the arenas a little bit more. There should have been like a lot more versatility and movement and stuff because the game is either really, really big, like you're flying through the city, or it's really small, like you're in like a, you know, fifty foot by fifty foot box arena fighting people and like dodging two feet to the left or two feet to the right. And I just there's maybe a middle ground there for me. I'm not sure. Um, I also think there should have been more movement options gen- in general traversal, but. Traversal was just kind of a byproduct of the game, not the game itself. Um, and I think that uh they could have stand to make it more of the core of the game. Just just saying. Just saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think like you're saying, tra- tra- traversal is definitely like the strongest part of the game overall. It's the most fun part. And like you're you know, I mean, oh. you have these missions where you're playing in like this contained warehouse or you're playing as MJ, and it's just like a very boring stealth mission relative to like when you get to go and run around as Spider-Man, um, and I mean honestly, too overall, even just like the combat or when you're fighting like a big group of enemies, it gets very old very quick. Um, it and it almost turns into like a rhythm game in my in my mind, where it's just like square, 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 circle, go under the guys with the shield legs, square, 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 triangle, square. Like it becomes very um, rhythmic and very um, just cookie cutter in that regard, um, and gets very old very quickly. You know, I I think that's something that in general, a lot of third person combat games, not combat action adventure games like God of War or this or, um, you know, games like that really struggle with where the combat just gets very repetitive very quickly. Um, And I'm, I'm not sure what the right fix for that is. You know, obviously a game I haven't played it through all the way, but I know everyone loves like. Um, Zelda, obviously, um, the more recent Zelda's Breath of the Wild. Well, I played Breath of the Wild all the way, but Ocarina of Time, where obviously it does good things there to make the combat more refreshing, I think. But um, yeah, I think this kind of formula needs to be worked on if they want to to keep being as successful as it has been, because I do think gamers are going to start to wise up, especially when Insomniac's game next game comes out, uh, Marvel's Wolverine. Um, I'm very curious to see how well it will do and how well it will be received because Traversal carried this game. And obviously Wolverine is a spry individual, but I don't think they're going to (laughs) be slinging webs anywhere. Uh, Um,
1: I feel like this entire formula of combat came out in Arkham Asylum, you know, Arkham Asylum, Assassin's Assassin's Creed. And then now it's just more eye candy layered on top of it in this generation. Like more eye candy, more ear candy is all it's really become. But like the the core formula of this kind of combat is the same as it's been for fifteen years. Like that's I'm not saying that to really diss it. I, I think there is like it has a place, but yeah, I'm not. I the combat does become pretty brain dead at a certain point, um, except for some of the bosses. I did I did appreciate some of the uh, like mix-ups for lack of a better word. Um, but yeah, Timuron, what would you think?
2: I completely agree. I'm glad you brought up Arkham because I thought about that game a lot. Did you, you guys didn't play through any of the Arkhams, right? Just I played through sure. like half of it. But Asylum,
1: it. Asylum, yeah. like in high school.
2: Okay, yeah. but like not not City or Night. When I feel mm. like for this type of game, for me, that like Arkham City and Night, I think are the peak for this type because at least for those games timing's incredibly important to build up your combo because i noticed when i was playing spider-man if i whiff on a punch like my combo doesn't reset i recover very quickly the timing windows i thought were really generous for at least normal mode which kind of shocked me so it felt really easy and it didn't feel like it flowed either when mm-hmm. even like as a rhythm game where it's like playing arkham knight if you like whiff on a punch your combo falls dead and then you get like you know you get hit by a thug or your enemy or whatever so you really (laughs) got to kind of pay attention to the timing when you're pro like when you're like angling and like directing like a punch to someone when you're countering and for this one i felt like that compared to the first game they try to add in new things that didn't really feel new to me like like the parry option was just a glorified dodge um and it honestly Mm, kind of pissed me off but it worked on some things yeah um but, like, they look so similar that I actually got, like, parried when I should have dodged and vice versa. And I was like, I didn't think that, like, visually it did a good job of differentiating the two. Or in terms Hard of gameplay, agree. changing them up. Um, and that was no one and then I feel like a lot of the repetition came from, like, how you defeated enemies, too. Um, I don't remember if the first one's better at this or not, and maybe Matt, you can remind me. But for this one, I felt like you wanted to use gadgets and abilities that stun multiple enemies, kicked them up in the air, and then you just like bounce enemy to enemy almost every encounter. Like the only Mm -hmm. things in the gameplay I personally liked that seemed a little bit different was when Peter got to go sicko mode into symbiote suit, and he became more of like a brawler. And at least like visually and aesthetically, it felt and looked different. And the haptic feedback when you're fighting, like it at least gave a different type of sensation. But I felt like, yeah, the combat was just really repetitive. Um, One thing that I don't think this game did as good of a job as the first one was the stealth itself. Because honestly, you could just aggro through all the stealth. Like you didn't... Need to be stealthy for whatever reason. Yeah. Whereas the first game, you had to be really careful with the stealth, and it was a bigger part of the game. And from a gameplay reflecting kind of lore standpoint, I like that because it shows Peter as like a planner and a thinker. And like a I won't say Batman level, like prep and intellect, but you could tell like he thinks multiple steps ahead to get through a Spider-Man ton of enemies. With prep time. Yeah. But for this one, it wasn't that. Like if you mess up a stealth, you could just fight everybody and the reinforcements and like not take a hit. So I feel like they dumbed down the combat, like on top of just making it super repetitive and combat isn't what kept me in the game personally.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's essentially in the combat, there's like four resources you're taking a look at, which is like your L one and your R one, your L one abilities, your R one gadgets your rage meter, and then, like, your R1, like, spiders, like, just your webs that are getting yeah. shot out. You just, like, spam it, spam one enemy with the webs, like, use some cooldown, use, like, all your cooldowns, because, like, you have to keep them, you have to keep using them, otherwise kind of you're wasting the cooldown timer to get refreshed. And, like, then you occasionally, like, depending on how you skill into your skill trees, you can get, like, specific procs on the gadgets where you get, like, free uses of gadgets and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's, like... It kind of becomes like Skinner boxy type of thing where you're just like, ooh, that's up, hit that, ooh, button, hit that, ooh, hit that button. It's like, ooh, my rage is up, hit the rage button, and like, and you just start raging. Kind of mindless. Yeah, and it it just yeah, it does become mindless. Um, I actually did appreciate because some of the bosses were a little tricky for me. Especially Venom was actually kind of hard and like a lot of phases. Um, I liked the mix-ups in some of those later boss fights. That's when the game shine the most. Just if it's just a bunch of henchmen. It's it's pretty brain dead. It's pretty boring, yeah. actually. Um, so I I wasn't a big fan of that in terms of the combat. But
0: I actually yeah, didn't the,
1: care for a lot of the boss fights either. Though
0: I mean, really, I thought the multi stage boss battles were so overdone and like so gratuitous. Well, like, why yeah. did I fight the Maybe. lizard four different times in the one boss fight? <laughs> like, yeah, and that switches yeah. arenas like twice um, or and you, like, three times in a row. Yeah, that's like
2: yeah. that's
0: a very you know, it's one thing if you do like a. I mean, I'm just the first thing that comes to mind. There's probably better examples, but like the Kingdom Hearts final battle with like Ansem, right? Um, it's like it's a three or Seven. four stage boss fight, maybe five. Even. It's a it's a lot. It's a lot, but each stage is very different, has its own unique feel, and it has a, like completely either completely different move set or completely different form for. Um, the enemy you're fighting I didn't feel that way with a lot of these uh,
1: multi-stage boss battles in um, Spider-Man 2 Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that actually I think what, what I liked about him was that it was a break from just hitting square over and over again and then circle over and over again like you actually did have to like position a little bit in those boss fights you actually had to manage resources over a long period of time which I think is a little bit different than like encounter to encounter Um and yeah, I mean, Venom killed me quite a bit, actually, before I downed him. So there was that. And uh, I just I, 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 I get what you're saying, though, where like it was kind. I would kind of roll my eyes when it was like, OK, we're fighting Reptile. OK, now we're chasing Reptile. OK, now we're fighting Reptile. again. Yeah, it was just that exhausting. was a little bit unnecessary for sure. So the Scream fight was also pretty lame. I thought I thought it was just like really shoehorned in um, basically just comes and goes in like a matter of like one mission, which I thought was really lame. Um, And really was like not an interesting boss fight or arena or setting or anything like that. Um, And then Mr. Negative was kind of the same thing, right? Where it was like you fight him and then you go inside his brain or inside of his like whatever the hell dimension, (laughs) fight him there and fight like a bunch of little guys. And it was just like the boss fight just kept dragging, you know? Uh, So yeah, I, I feel that. Not good.
0: Not good. I mean, Hey, the suits are cool though. Um, and I did like to, I did like that they found a way to reintegrate the symbiote powers after Peter lost the first symbiote. Yeah, I personally, that. I was like, I was, I knew there was going to be something they they did because I'm like, they wouldn't give you an option to literally build into a new skill tree and then just strip you of the, that option, like, a, you know, halfway through the game more or less. So I was glad they did bring the anti-venom. Um, it was good to see what is kind of lame though. And I don't know if they fixed this, but. Initially, if you were wearing, like, if you chose to wear the black suit, but you were still using the anti-venom powers, it still just came out as, like, the white um, symbiote mm. instead of the black one. Um, I thought it was weird fast travel was included in this game at all. Um, is it a cool feat? It shows off the, you know, standard state drive. They just wanted every... to flex, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's times. like the dumbest way to flex, because, I mean, why would you not just traverse in this game? And... The only time they really did try and show off like the standard state capabilities, basically, like the fast loading was in the uh black cat mission with miles
1: and oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. going in and out of location, doctor stranging through everything, yeah, in and out
0: of like Arctic, whatever, which is cool to like see that stuff load up so quick. But like, dude, they went to the
1: ice wall, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that was crazy. No, that was dope, but it was just
0: like. I know it was super cool, but I'm like, why? I, 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 I want to see games actually like take advantage of that technology and implement it more, interestingly, rather than just like a quick change of scenery here and there. It was cool, though. It was very cool. Um, no complaints about that. I did enjoy that.
1: Um, I, uh, I, fa- I got Fast Travel Unlocked pretty early on for like a lot of key areas, because um, I, I did a lot of side missions when I first started the game, as opposed to the main stuff, and it was barely useful honestly um like i would fast travel a little bit here and there but it was more fun to swing and fly there anyway so sometimes i would just not do it even if i had the option to fast travel there and sometimes if i was feeling really lazy or i was crunched for time and i could fit one more mission in, i would fast travel but um yeah i mean it needs to be there it's an open world third person action adventure game it kind of needs to have fast travel but um and the fast travel is done really cool but it's uh it's not it's actually not necessary i think for for once uh just because traversal is so cool in this game crazy how strong mj was that gun dude the gun <laughs> was a huge plot hole yeah. <laughs> the gun was a problem like for yeah. the story
2: dude was like, straight up john Wick why didn't they just put whatever the fuck
1: yeah why did <laughs> dude why didn't they just put whatever the fuck was on that gun in the web slingers and just kill everything with one shot. It was just like, that thing was too strong for the story. Yeah. And it like, it had to be because it's MJ. But like, she took down, she was a one man army. Dude, with that she gunfight. was holding off yeah, Venom it was pretty or whatever insane. for
2: like a mission. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah,
1: dude. Yeah, that was ridiculous. It was like, bro, why didn't we put that on the, on the suits? On the web like, shooters, anything. Yeah. Why don't we just
2: make her the main character? Would have been a 10 minute game. For
1: real. <laughs> What'd you guys think of the MJ missions? Eh, pretty boring.
2: Unnecessary. <laughs>
1: yeah. What do you guys think of the bike riding mission? <laughs> uh, un- Dude, I don't know. Playable cutscenes
2: are cool, I guess. Like yeah. that, that. I really, did like, hear the wall an interesting me. take. I, like, I thought.
0: <laughs> um, I think it was I saw Brian Altano from IGN or one of those guys tweeted out that there's actually an option to just turn off the uh, quick time events and cutscenes and just let it play. And they're like, yeah, this is way better instead of just like having oh, to process through something. Yeah,
1: yeah. I wish I wish um, I had known that. Yeah. Same thing. I love when I love when the optimal way to play a game is hidden in the settings that you usually don't jump into. Right. I yeah. love when they do that. I don't. I don't mind quick time events personally, but um, I I can see the argument of why someone would just want. Nah. To... It, in this game, it's it's not God of War has really really incredible quick time events. These ones are whack because. You have to wait like a minute before each input. Like the Venom the the very ending where you're fighting Venom, there was literally like Miles and Peter are going toe to toe punching Venom and it's like square 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 and they're like punching him. And then they go into this whole scuffle and then fly all through the air. And I put my controller down and I'm just like, "Okay, cool. Like this is the cutscene now." And then like a, a minute and a half, 2 minutes later, it's another square spam quick time yeah, event. And yeah. I'm like, "Okay, I guess we're still in the quick time event. It's not a cutscene." So that was Like, it's egregious when the inputs are really far apart from each other. Like,
2: that's when it's just a a little
1: annoying. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, or Tim, you might remember it, but or I don't know, maybe you don't, but in the original Resident Evil 4, there was a quick time boss fight event where you fight one of the main bad guys, like, in a knife fight, and the whole thing is a quick time event, and it's a boss fight, and it's, like, hard. It's, like, you actually have to do all the inputs at the right time, or you just get your throat cut instantly. And, like, it's a pretty legendary, like, fight. It's a, it was really, really cool for the time. It's probably even really cool now. But that was interesting because you're actually alert the whole time. Yeah. And, like, you're trying to actually play the game as opposed to, like, these quick time events are just cutscenes with extra work, you know? And, like, there's not really a consequence if you don't push the square on Venom fast enough. At least they're not going to, like, give you the game over screen. You know what I mean? It's just going to yeah. slow it down and make you do it again.
2: And I think if you <laughs> fail quick time events in Spider-Man, it, like, reloops. So like a cinem- like yeah like a certain cinematic will play where it's like oh let me get back in position again and then it'll like yeah do it all over again. First soft. one was really egregious soft. for that one. It it is soft. They should yeah. like taking a hand from the Spider-Man Three game where if you miss a quick time event, then a really funny die animation happens. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, dude, those are legendary. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss opportunities. All right,
0: um, let's jump into art style. Let's see if anyone on, has anything else they'd like to add
1: uh i'm i'm cool to jump to art style um i mean from a technical level i think everything in this game is just super on point i I don't think i had any dropped frames the whole entire playthrough um i just want to jump into the technical side of things um art style to me i mean it's pretty like like normie, I guess I don't really know what else to say. (laughs) It's like, it it kind of looks like, you know, typical triple a 3d, whatever. I mean, I like all the additional like costumes and art and stuff, but to me, that's just like kind of blending in. Like it's kind of cheating. It's just pulling in like a style of like years and years of generations of Spider-Man stuff kind of that you can borrow and just implement and copy paste into the Spider-Man game. So it's hard to give it like a lot of credit for that. I feel like that's where a lot of the really cool art stuff comes from. I did like the way the symbiote looked overall. Um, I thought most of the enemies were pretty boring. Yeah, uh, and the flame guys the, I did like a lot of those oh, side of Yeah. Very like m- mid like art style with even those like bad guys. And then the Sandman, like I did a lot of the Sandman missions. I basically did all of them. And I mean, obviously just monotonous, just nothing. So yeah. Yeah. Some of that stuff was a little eh. So I, I don't give I don't give like really high praise for the art style, I guess, where I'm going, except for the technical aspect.
0: Yeah, it looks good. I mean, basically the same as the first um, <laughs> as far as like basic designs, um, like very uninteresting, I'd say. But I mean, like Venom looks good, right? Like the main characters look good. Craven looks good. Yeah. Um, Lucas, I don't know if you know this. The original Spider-Man for the PS4 actually has a different face model than this current one. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah.
0: It, they used a totally different guy. He actually, I like, I think maybe probably recency bias or first exposure bias. I think that original guy looks a lot better than the current one. He looks more older, more mature. Whereas your Parker agree looks kind of like opinion. an 18 year old. Um, I think they just chose to switch to this one because they wanted him to appear more like Tom Holland, is what I think yeah. it was. Um, that was a big controversy. Um, I still think it's a very. I'll say this probably in every PS5 game we play because it's in every PS5 game we play. I still hate that they do performance versus fidelity mode because fidelity mode is always ass. You're getting like 25 frames max, maybe even 20 at some points. <laughs> it's just not good. I'd rather them just not even say that. Just give me that one option. So I think I'm getting the best possible product. Um, it's really lame that um, in a console, that is a choice you have to make. And whatever next gen consoles come out, whether it's, or, you know, this the upgraded versions like the ps5 pro or whatever the next upgraded xbox version they better fucking fix that because it is um it's honestly kind of pathetic because like it is genuinely bad like it is not like oh i'm at like locked 30 frames versus 60 frames You know it feels like you're at like 20 frames it's just not good um
1: yeah i really like the set set pieces Oh, yeah. yeah, The set pieces, I guess, in terms of those, I fuck with all the set pieces. Pretty much all of them. Mostly all of them. It's the strength of the game, for sure.
2: The one thing I fucking fucking hated in the art design going back to suits, (laughs) the fucking Miles suit at the end was so fucking terrible. I got so
0: much hate. That's crazy. Dude, yeah, it and deserves like, it. Just,
2: like he's it just it just comes out of nowhere too, because like how did he have time? He's just like, dude, yo, again, yeah, it's new one of those weird like, like yeah. nerdy pacing things, <laughs> yeah. and like he's like, yo, it's a miles My- like Miles Morales original. It's like, bro, you had a whole game where original, you made a miles, yeah. a miles, like a Miles Morales original. Like <laughs> the Colgate suit was not it, and it's like, why are you showing off your hair? <laughs> the Colgate suit, like you're trying to be yeah. like you're trying to have a secret identity, and you're like, hey guys, look, I have a certain type of hair, so that drastically narrows down who spider-man could fucking be especially like since it's somewhat known that he's like in harlem at this point so yeah i just needed to like bitch about it for a second because we talked about the suits and most of the suits are amazing but that one like legitimately made me like groan when i when i saw it Mm. um but the one thing i did like with some of the suits to touch back and this goes i think more to like the technical side of things too if you wore any of the spider verse suits it kept it kept the same frame rate as the movies did that's cool so the suits were animated and moved differently than the environment so i didn't play the entire game with that because i think it would have just given me a headache after a while but it was like a cool touch
0: there's a really cool thing i saw people do it on tiktok where they would put on the spider-man noir suit and then they would use like the the mm. colorblind like accessibility settings to basically make everything black and white to really create like a, like a noir like
1: Spider-Man experience. Yeah, That's it. That. It's really yeah. cool. I fuck with that. That's um, very good. Okay. Uh, sound design. I'll jump over to that real quick. Sure. Um, I I'll, I'll loop in uh, Yuri Lowenthal's performance in this and, and, and Najee Jeter. I, I thought that Yuri Lowenthal's performance was really, really great as Peter. Um, like, and I was even watching some cut scenes back on YouTube before we recorded and I was like, man, just like the way he like interacts with Harry during all those scenes where he's just like, trying to like, figure out what he wants to do with his future and like getting a job, the scenes where he's kind of arguing with MJ, and even the scenes where he's kind of like trying to mentor Miles. Like there's so many different levels that Yuri's yeah. actually hitting on all those different performances with all those different characters that he's interacting with. And uh, honestly, like I-, I thought he was a fully fleshed out. Totally, totally great Peter Parker. Um, so I, I thought the performance was really good. Um and I, I love Najee Jeter as Miles Morales as well. I thought same thing, like interacting with a lot of different characters, a lot of beats. Um, although he was kind of like he is a little more one note than I think Peter did, but Peter Parker got to be or he's Miles character in this game is more one note than Peter. Yeah. But that's just because of the writing, not because of the performances, right? Yeah, he, he had a um, really he great really performance
2: in the Miles Morales game. So I would agree with that. Is the writing, yeah. I think, gave him a ceiling of how much he can express. Um, right. I know we talked about this in the nominees pod for the Game Awards, but I actually yeah. really liked Bully Lowenthal's, you know, symbiote Peter voice. I know it's, yeah, I know yeah. it's a sagaud. I did not like it. Didn't I thought like it, it worked well, like, especially when he was talking know, shit to was... the lizard and being like, this is why your family left you. Like, the, like <laughs> it just. Maybe I liked it because it was funny as fuck. At the same time, but it's how I imagine it's not supposed to be funny though. Like, but every recreation of Symbiote Peter, I feel like, has some comedy to it because it's so against like the character of Peter Parker that we understand. And I think, yeah, like, and I maybe going back by like connecting Lucas's point, I think Yuri did a good job. Being, like, moving from mentor family Peter to fuck the world and all their problems Peter, or the suit is fucking mine Peter. Like, the lizard fight, what Mm -hmm. saved that shit for me was the amount of shit-talking Peter was doing that entire time and just rubbing salt on the wound that Connors is a lonely old man, like, whose family fucking (laughs) left him. Like, that shit was was great for me. Um, And when you're doing the side missions and hearing, like, the attitude change of Peter going from like friendly with civilians to like sounding annoyed and get insane. away from me exactly yeah or, like i always got to save this city like i like that yuri was able to like transition in and out of that because he eventually obviously comes back to being like the peter we are accustomed to and want to see at the end of the story so i think yeah. he have more opportunities to be dynamic maybe the voice itself is less to be desired but i do think his ability to like do the range into the villain role for a good chunk of the game. I, you know, I tip my hat and Tony Todd venom was fucking excellent. I do want to throw that out there. Like mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 venom voice. What I hoped and expected um, knowing like that villain was coming. And I think he's pretty, um, pretty like active in horror. Right. I think it was a candy man for a movie or two. Let me, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh okay. But, but like he fit right in, and I like Venom's voice personally a lot. So I'll throw that out there too. Okay. Yeah. I'll mostly
0: follow uh, everything you guys said. Not too much to add there. The only thing I disagree with is not caring for um Peter's Venom. I just think it sounds may and maybe it is supposed to be comical, but in my mm-hmm. mind they're supposed to they're portraying me to be more intense, but it just comes off as like awkward and funny to me, but maybe I guess it depends on the intent there. I don't know what the intent is actually. So I could um, shed a
2: tiny bit on of light because I was doing some reading earlier um, because I was reading an interview that Yuri did and he mentioned his inspiration for like the symbiote Peter side is trying to like sound like somebody that's like fighting an addiction or is in the deep of their addiction and is scared of like losing the thing they're addicted to. So I think that's where it's coming mm. from. But now that I said out loud, that sounds way more serious than me laughing at Yuri's portrayal half the time. So I might be shooting myself <laughs> in the foot here, but I think that was the <laughs> idea is so it wasn't supposed to be like intense, dark and evil, but like somebody clinging onto the one thing they feel like they need. And maybe it's almost to the point where, like, it's hyperbolic of, like, how badly they need yeah. it. So, yeah. not to disprove. I, think,
1: I, one last thing I have on uh, sound design is I am so over. I I, I don't know if you guys still are, are on this train still, but I'm just really over, like, little quips in, like, oh, I sh- guess I should have stretched before this one. <laughs> like, or, like. I don't know, just like really lame. Like, I don't mind. That's like Spider Man's thing. That's yeah. always been
0: his thing. It's yeah, I just like,
1: I don't know, like, I yeah. guess, but like, there's good and there's bad. Like, there's when there's he's like, to the bear guy, he's like, I'm all out of honey. <laughs> that's <laughs> that just, yeah, that's fuck. a bad one. That's a, that's a bad one for me. <laughs> no, that was great. Everyone that's loved it. That's a really that lame one. one. No, you're <laughs> You're hating, dude. You're wrong. Like,
2: now, this is you're the like, minority on yeah, that one. Yeah, maybe I am.
1: Yeah, no, You need to be like
2: a proton, Lucas. Stay
1: positive. Oh my god that one was that was that that's was like too.
0: playing God of War and being mad that Kratos is like very serious. like that's just what the character is you know like, no,
1: but like it's not it's it's not as binary as that. It's like there are good there are good versions of like a, a, a quip in the middle of combat and there are bad versions. do you not agree? I don't think these are bad. <laughs> you think none of them were bad? Not
0: like universe, I mean, I didn't list go through the fucking audio files, clip but list. Like, overall, I think they were, <laughs> I think they were better. There's more good ones than there are bad ones, for sure. I would say. And I also okay. think bad quips are also, also part of his <clears throat>
2: character too. Like in every version of yeah. Spider-Man, like he's actively like he's actively kind of learning how to shit talk. Like he's not a master of it, so some of it comes off. And there's been comics and portrayals in the cartoons where they'll comment like what the fuck are you saying like they look at like why are you why are you making this lame-ass joke in the middle of a fight so i it's yeah, more appropriate so it me. gets a pass <clears throat> okay well all okay. right let's uh right.
0: let's jump into I'm npc 80. award i think um yeah npc award i guess i'll start um big genki fan just kind of a guy helping everyone out um <laughs> And um, yeah, not a lot more to say about that. There re- really isn't that many memorable NPCs in I mean, this game. I guess you Harry, play as half you the all the bosses. A, no, I was going to say you play as well, Harry. Um, well, all the boss, all the bosses. I
1: don't think they're that memorable. I guess Craven's cool, but no, I'm was, going Genki. I just picked Mister Negative just because he actually kind of he actually kind of saves the day. He does. He has a full yeah. full circle moment. Um, yeah, uh, and I don't know what he did in the cool. other games. I guess he killed some guy. I guess he killed Miles' dad or something in the other mm-hmm. game, or yeah, and like, but caused his death ch- or, yeah,
2: yeah, and a good chunk of New York too. Killed a lot of people. Yeah, His full circle moment to kind of he, like you he can... ends up. Go ahead.
1: You yeah, you're anti Venom now. It's like his his full circle moment is like what what he ends up doing. So I think for the actual plot, he's probably like one of the most important characters. Yeah, uh, one of the most important NPCs. I guess I, guess I should say. Uh, How all to right. pick one. So, J
2: Jonah. I always like J Jonah. Oh, okay, J Jonah. Good. Yeah. yeah.
1: Jay
0: Jonah's hard that's to good. beat. Lucas, did you go Mr. Negative? Yeah. Mr. Yeah, Negative yeah. on that one. All right. Um, companion piece pick. Ooh, can I start? I want to start. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Gen V slash The Boys here. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you two have watched that series, that um, universe on Amazon Prime, but it is. Honestly, I think probably the best superhero media and any form to come out in the past, we'll say 10 years, five, eh, no, since Avengers Endgame, I'll say that. Uh, by far the best superhero media to come out through Avengers Endgame. Um, it is very real. It is brutal. It is intense. And um, it's a very refreshing take on superheroes. It's a very realistic take on what they would actually be like. And if anyone is feeling, you know, likes the idea of superheroes, but is feeling a bit jaded by maybe the Marvel Universe, DC, or even, um, you know, Spider-Man games, I recommend you um, give the shows a watch. They're, uh, it's a very fun take on the superhero genre. And then just Honorable Mention as well to Invincible, um, that season two is airing right now, and that is also an extremely good show. Everyone is so, um, I just, yeah, I'm, also, everyone's telling me to watch those. I saw also watch the on season. Amazon Prime.
1: Yeah. Both are, yeah, both their shows are incredible. Tim, what do you got for a companion piece pick?
2: Dude, so I'm going to full on admit, I kind of forgot that this was a category until right before recording. (laughs) I'm (laughs) still struggling. um, Because I usually try to like to pick things that are thematic, but I feel like the friend turned enemy trope is just so fucking overdone. So I'm going to go with the fun, like the fun obvious pick. Spider-Man 3 directed by Sam Raimi. You know, another take okay, on Venom. Okay, yeah,
1: that's good.
2: You know, so it carries, the, you know, Harry turned from friend to villain, but now I'm back to friend again. I actually like the depiction of the symbiote, like not Venom itself, but when Peter's like ultimately kills the symbiote, I kind of liked the monstrosity of it because the symbiote is supposed to be this giant monstrous thing. And this game made me laugh. Spider-Man 3 makes me laugh. So... They go hand in hand for all me. All right.
1: right. Yeah. All right. Uh, for my companion piece pick, I'm actually going with Spider-Man, the 1967 cartoon uh, from <laughs> that we get all the classic, stupid, crummy-looking memes, crummy looking memes uh, yeah. from. So uh, it's funny because I was like just kind of looking at it again. Like the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man meme, that's from the 1967 yeah. Like, yeah. cartoon. And honestly, there's this... This cartoon had like that meme has stood the test of time. Like the that's probably never going to die. But there was like a point where like in the early t- 2010s where this cartoon was memed a lot and people would just take like any screenshot of it and just put a caption over it. And it, it would be funny because it just looks so so bad, um, yeah, like ones of Spider-Man sitting at a desk. I remember yeah, seeing those yeah. like on uh-huh. Tumblr or like whatever. Like, yeah, this was uh, a, that was a pretty funny time. So I encourage everybody to go around and uh, go take a trip down memory lane and just Google Spider-Man 1967. Uh, I've never personally watched the cartoon. I probably, I don't have any plans to, but uh, legendary nonetheless. Love it.
0: All right. Uh, favorite moment? I ha- I had two. Um, I did actually enjoy the Miles versus Peter because I liked that it showed that Miles is that actually mine. a lot stronger. Yeah. My um, virtue part. I guess it kind of evens out maybe a little bit. Well, no, because he, he's beating Peter's ass with the full symbiote. So the anti-symbiote doesn't really even it out. Miles is just stronger. And I think that's really cool that they just straight up show that. I mean, yeah. I think Miles is honest. I don't think we, maybe you guys mentioned this and I missed it, but I also think Miles is by far just the more fun character to play as in the game too. Um, I think his powers are way more interesting than Peter's like his gadgets and his, um, or not, I guess they have the same, but his abilities rather yeah. are way more fun and interesting than Peter's and make the combo game more interesting. So I preferred that, uh, And then I really enjoyed Harry versus Craven as well when Peter gets, excuse me, when Peter gets stabbed. Um, I loved seeing, like, Peter just kind of go sycamore, or Harry go sycamore a little bit. And just seeing, I love seeing characters kind of, like, break, stop fighting conventionally. And it's just, like, pure, like... um, like uh instinct and i guess brutality in that sense and like Mm -hmm. harry was straight up overpowering craven until he realized he had to go save peter so
1: i uh i was into that i thought it was a cool fight Hmm. uh yeah my favorite moment is definitely the miles peter fight um i think it's like honestly i i I know i know that it wasn't the climax or i knew that it wasn't going to be like the climactic fight because you actually tell the game will tell you how many main missions you have left Cause there's 31 main missions and you oh, yeah. see that that's like mission 21 or whatever. Um, so I was like, man, how is this not like the most dramatic fight in the game? I was kind of like blown away. Cause I feel like that was kind of like everything leading up to it, you know, like establishing the relationship between these two characters, young versus old, like the old generation versus the new generation symbiote versus like the non-symbiote. I, I just thought it was like a perfect setup for like the, the game for what we were like kind of shown and promised and expected. But um, yeah, just, I mean, it's a great fight. I think it's a lot of fun. It's really like cinematic. It's got a great arena. It's got a great set piece to go along with it and a good mission. But um, yeah, I just think it probably could have been closer to the end as like a little bit more of a climactic fight. I don't know. I don't know how they would have reworked the story for that to work, but it's, it was kind of like they did that. And then they follow up with some, some junk a little bit after that with like, uh, I think like, I think the, Wait, no, I think it's that one and then the Craven fight as Venom and then the Scream fight or something yes. like that. It's just that sounds right. th- there's like yeah. some there's some junk. There's some junk bosses that come after that, that like it, it definitely shouldn't. Have, they shouldn't have followed up that one. Yep. yep. What about you, Timuron? Favorite moment.
2: Um with you guys with Miles versus Peter, so I won't pick that one. Um, I mentioned I love Peter tweaking, but that's because I thought it was funny. And this is where I might depart. This is where I definitely depart from you, Lucas. I actually really enjoyed playing as Venom because um, the game did kind I, of a cool I just, little. I, well, I liked get me. playing as Venom. Didn't it work was on funny. Yeah. Well, what I kind of liked just like, in that It's the big
1: strong guy and spam a button.
2: Okay. Well. Ahead, when ahead, Venom, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. when Harry becomes Venom, the game does the cinematic thing before every boss fight where like it kind of angles like the enemy's far away, Peter gets into the center. So it's almost like, oh shit, we're about to fight Venom now. And then that moment's interrupted by Norman and his security forces barging in. And then the camera pans to Venom. And I thought that was a really cool moment where they kind of, the one of the few moments I think they kind of subverted my expectations and personally, I liked playing as the big, dumb, strong, like brute. And for me, as a fan, Venom is top of the rogues gallery for most people. So having an opportunity to play as a character that is revered in the lore, one of my favorites, no matter what medium we're talking about, and just and honestly, just like go fucking ape shit on Norman Osbornes croons because norman's a piece of shit in every Spider-Man narrative was just (laughs) fun and it was a cool moment so it might not be the best moment in terms of narrative but as a fan that was definitely a for me moment
1: yeah i i guess without the fandom component for me it just everything that we criticized about like combat if just pushing one button over and over again and then occasionally dodging or occasionally swinging somewhere that's like it was even more so when you were Venom, it was all that where like you were just an indestructible, you were in full on like Spartan rage mode for like 10 minutes. And it's like, okay, like I get it. Like I get that they want to make you feel really powerful in this moment and give you this opportunity to play as this iconic character. But what it's come down to is me spamming two buttons over and over again for 10 minutes. And that doesn't, that just doesn't work. The illusion falls at that point for me.
2: Well, I, I ate that it. shit out of Insomniac's like yeah. fucking yeah. hands, So Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I think
0: it I think both can be true that it's not good game design, but that it was also very fun because it's very cool to play as an iconic. I mean, they're not gonna That's totally not a real take out. That's a
1: weak that's a that's a no,
0: non that, that is It's a, a t- non
2: contentious
1: t- thing to say.
0: No, it is not. I mean, you can say that it was boring, but you can say that in your opinion it was not bo- not boring but bad game design, but like so many fanboys, myself included, are gonna love having the opportunity for a quick 10 minute section as Venom. Like obviously it's not fleshed out if it's only that one moment. Like, nah, it's fine and it's like it's good. Is it okay. that exciting? Nah. But like the two buttons, nah. But it's an exciting moment because
1: of what it is. Okay. Could have been yeah. a quick time event then, maybe. I don't know.
2: Oh yeah. Maybe maybe I next time I play that. it, I'll turn off the settings.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, nitpicks. Uh, We've dug into it quite a bit. I think for me, the biggest thing is it's just very repetitive. It's a very repetitive game at the end of the day, I think, with the combat. I think the boss battles are kind of, for me, pretty weak. Um, And I think it's kind of a copy-paste from the story. In a lot of ways, the second game, the state of the world in the second game ends somewhat similarly to the first game where there's two Spider-Men. And Harry's still sick, um, so yeah, I think the um, could have done something more interesting there. I think, it, honestly, I think a braver choice would have just been to kill off Harry. Um, obviously, <laughs> that would have. I, I they kind of hint at the end of the game that there's going to be the green goblin serum, green goblin serum coming through with, um, oh. yeah. Um, but obviously, they can still have Norman as a green goblin. So I don't know. I, I think it would have been braver just to kill him. Um, would have been more interesting, more impactful, rather than like a mildly happy ending. I guess so. Yeah, just me. Yeah, is that's else one of the
1: that's that's just like one of the pitfalls of like uh you know a franchise in general is just like you can't really kill off a, a, a key character otherwise you can't have like a proper continuation or like a real sequel thing going on. So like not killing Harry, although it's like more lame, they got to not kill him because it le- it lets them do something else later that that they can do. That's always how it's going to be. It's like they did the the cop out of making him
2: brain dead. So it's like he's yeah he's brain dead,
1: but he's not he's not going to be later. Yeah, I guarantee you that he's going to do something later. But Um, my 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 nitpick. No, no, you go go for it. I was going to say I agree with
2: Matt too because you know at the ending of the game Norman clearly wants revenge on Spider Man, and I feel like if Harry died. We could have seen a really brutal version of the Green Goblin that we haven't really seen before, so I feel like I used the term Miss opportunity multiple times. I think this was another one, like having Harry dead, I think could have set us up for a really awesome villain moment. but the fact that Harry's alive, I feel like there's a ceiling to like how Green Goblin's going to be as a villain. Because at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, like like, we could call it now, Harry's going to fucking live. He's going to be back to being Peter's friend. They're going to reconcile in some fucking way when he's, you know, put back together mentally. So, yeah, I would have appreciated a braver choice with Harry.
0: Real real quick, you know what is interesting? I'm actually pretty surprised by. Hmm. They killed off basically all of the Sinister Six. I mean, obviously there's still Doc Ock, but like Scorpion's killed. Oh, um right. Rhino is killed. Shockers um, killed. Shockers killed. I guess Sandman's still alive, but Electro's still around. Six. I think right. Electro, yeah, but they killed off quite a f- Vulture's dead. That's oh yeah. They yeah, find his like dead. wingsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pretty surprised they killed off that many of like the key characters. You know,
2: yeah. I'm, I mean, um, I, I think it's cool <clears throat> he did,
0: but I was just to your point, Lucas. Like, I'm very surprised he outright killed off anyone.
1: Um, yeah. Um, All right. Ooh. My nitpick real quick before oh, we man. leave this one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I did have some just small nitpick with some of the arenas in the game. Like when you would kind of enter a mission and start fighting. I think some of them were just a little bit janky. You know, there was mm-hmm. like moments where you would just start swinging or you would dodge into a wall or it just wasn't big enough. And that's, those are real big pet peeves of mine when you're like trying to design like a game around combat is when the, like the arena is too small in some zones where like, Certain death animations or certain like kill animations just don't look good or just like the cameras just all of a sudden inside of Spider-Man in- against the wall or something or yeah. it's too crowded or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and there was also like kind of arenas that where you would fight in where it was like multi-tiered where there'd be like gunmen up here coming over here, which is cool when it's really open. But when they're stacked on top of each other, like in too much of like a layered way, uh, like you do this weird thing where you have to kind of run up the wall, but then you like overshoot it and then like you kind of start swinging and the game just is one of the strengths of the game is not like a large arena. It's kind of a small condensed with like very little walls, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Alternate names. I got, (laughs) this was just a dumb one. Um, Peter Parker and the shadow of webs. (laughs) And then uh, I got, miles malice miles morales saves the day again um <laughs> that's all i got i can't really i, I was have trouble coming up with any
1: fun ones this time i'll be I, honest i my only thing is i think that um my rename this game i i had like spider-man united spider-man symbiote whatever but i i think that generally there, it just sh- should have probably i know it's spider-man 2 but i think it just should have had another subtitle and been like spider-man something because like It doesn't necessarily need to be called Spider-Man 2. It could just be Spider-Man, then there's Spider-Man Miles Morales, then there's Spider-Man this. I'm glad you bring that up
0: because as I was trying to come up with the name, you know, when we come up with the names, they're like derived from the original name, right? And that's why this was so hard to find a good alternative name because it's just Spider-Man 2, you
1: know? Yeah, so, I mean, I just think that they should stick, they should have not numbered them and just stuck to like kind of a chronological, like a cool like sub name for every one of them. Because now we got got these... uh, now we got a weird sequel numbering problem coming up here for the next Spider-Man Like the game. third main Spider-Man Is it Spider-Man, Spider-Man is Miles be... Morales
2: 2? T- yeah. Or actually, Miles no, yeah, Morales 2? Is... Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair.
1: The next Spider-Man game will be Miles as the main character, and it'll have to be called Miles Morales 2. So people are going to be going like, oh, are you playing Spider-Man Miles Morales 2 or <laughs> Spider-Man 2? It's like we oh, got a problem a already, point. bro. That's a good Yeah. Plan. yeah. yeah. Um, oh, real, they don't for, think about this when they're creating sequel names, bro. They don't, think, don't. they don't. think about these things. They they're, not cook, they're not cooking. They're not Cimarron, enough. did you have any?
2: I had two, and I feel pretty proud of them. Um, first one kind of is like falls in line with what we're talking about. I had Spider-Man: The Hunt Begins, um, mm-hmm. and the next mm-hmm. one, We Are Spider-Man. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. I like, I that. like that. So I was um, trying to come the up with aspect,
1: a silly- I yeah. like that. Oh. I uh, did. You guys watch the IGN review of Spider Man? No, I did not. But they gave it an eight, which I they thought gave was it an pretty eight. Brave
2: for IGN. There is
1: there's a line in that review. I was trying to turn it into some kind of like rename this game thing for this segment. I just want to mention it. The line is literally, you will get so many miles out of playing this game. The joy never really peters out. <laughs> That was like something an IGN reviewer said. I'm, I'm, I'm like paraphrasing, but he says like miles of enjoyment. And then he says, Peter's out in like, in the same sentence. I love and it. I like, I had the Damn. biggest eye roll of all time when he said, when he said it. And I was like, Jesus, Jesus um, Christ. There's <laughs>
0: another thing I want to note really quick that I thought was interesting was that they were introducing the, um, at the end here, and like the after credit scene, they introduce um, Sydney Moon. Into the mm-hmm. game, into that universe, which I thought was pretty cool. For those that aren't aware, the lore of Sydney Moon is she plays um, she is bitten by the same spider as Peter Parker. Um, and, and in the comics, I mean this won't be the case this game, this in this universe for obvious reason, but in her original run in the comics, um, her and Spire might actually have like an extremely sexual relationship at first, because basically, since they were bit by the same spider, like they're like, I guess, pheromones or whatever for each other are just like like they can't control their impulses. Basically, it's almost compulsive. Um, the person that wrote that has, hence since then, said he regretted writing it that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah,
1: sounds kind of sounds kind of yeah. cringe lord in a way. But
0: um, and obviously she's younger in this, so they definitely won't do that here. But I wonder if they might try and integrate something where like her and Miles were maybe bit by the same spider that, or something that to that effect. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited about that. I think it'd be cool to have. I'm surprised it's not a spider. Oh, obviously not a spider Gwen because I think Gwen Stacy's probably already somewhere in this universe. But whether we get a spider Gwen or a Sydney Moon or a spider woman, whatever it is, um, I think it'd be very cool to potentially play as a girl spider woman. In this. That's repetitive. You know what I mean? A spider woman in the future. Right, here, we, hear you. we hear man. you. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited about cool. that. All right. All right. Let's...
1: Final thoughts? I think, I think I'll hold my tongue here. I think I said enough. I think we're good.
0: All right, shall we move forward to the ratings? Let's do it. Sure. Let's do all it. All right, on the count of on three, we all give a rating out of ten. Mm-hmm. This is the ultimate rating that upsurps everything, including IGN and anyone out there. On three, one, two, three,
1: seven. Eight. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Tim was a little lagged out there, but I think we yeah. eight, eight, and a seven. Yeah. So what is that
0: average? I'm out surprised. Here? I'm the lowest actually. Um, yeah. So that seven plus eight is 15 plus
1: eight is 23, 23 divided by three
2: 30. is math.
1: Yeah. Hang on. Let me, let me, let me Google this real quick.
2: It's a high, by it's a high seventies. It's a 76. 7, 76%, 76%. percent yeah.
0: okay. Seventy six okay. repeating. Six um, repeating. Yeah. I think mean, that's fair. You know, I think my biggest thing with the game is it doesn't really like I kind of echoed at the beginning. It's probably one of the, It is the safest game to come out this year, I would say. Um, You know, it does no wrong; it doesn't, but because it does no wrong, it takes no risks. It it doesn't ever really excel anywhere. I think the combat's really not that exciting, but I think you get a very playable game that is fun. Um, That traversal is really fun. No bugs. No No bugs. It's very clean, very polished. You won't be mad you play this game. Yeah. Um, But unless you're the most diehard Spider-Man fan in the world, um, don't expect to be wowed by this game. This is not game of the year in any capacity, and that's yeah. another thing too. You know, it was even nominated. Lucas, correct me if I'm wrong here. I think it was also nominated for game direction. I could be it wrong was. on that. Yeah, um, kind of crazy. And I don't that know. Narrative. That's um, that is why, that is why this podcast is so important because <laughs> we have idiots like because that is that those nominees are decided by like industry
1: people yeah it is insane game of the year year. and game direction it's on for both and it's on for best narrative yeah yeah that is awful that it is on for an action adventure for both yeah yeah um
0: that is very disappointing and i'm sure there's better there were better options out there so
1: game critics do better well just make sure i honestly if this wins anything i'd be very surprised because it would have to win Game of the Year or Game Direction. Everything wasn't it probably- in like Action Adventure or something. That yeah, there? it's in
2: the Action Adventure category. It, it, it as might, well. it might
1: win. It might win Action Adventure uh, if it's if it's going to win anything. But it's up against Legend of Zelda and Resident Evil Four and Alan Wake. So mm. I don't know. Mm. Like if it's going to win anything, it's going to be that category. But I, I don't think it's going to take that category. Alan Wake. I feel like so for far, whatever reason, unrelated. I could
2: see it winning that, but Zelda winning. Like the bigger awards, if that makes sense. I see Zelda but, winning both. TV but I age. see like they're gonna like the industry giving Spider-Man something for some reason. I just, I just feel mm. like it's gonna be enough. It was, up- was also yeah, there for
0: audio design. Yuri was there for best performance. Um, yeah, I'm it was into Also that. nominated I'm fine for with that. accessibility. I didn't explore the accessibility too much, but I have, I mean, the street fighter six accessibility was so impressive. I have a hard time. believing. Yeah. I don't that. think it's
1: going to win in accessibility. Uh, I think we'll observe that,
0: but yeah, cool. All right. We've All been right. going for a minute today. That was a fun one. Everyone, I hope yeah, everyone enjoyed the live stream out there. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun today. Hopefully, not hopefully we will be doing more of these live streams in the future. So look forward to that. And, um, well, maybe this will have already happen this Wednesday, but Luke's and I are going to start streaming weekly. Uh, on the TFP channel, so tune in for Ooh. that. Um, so in addition, with the yeah. Monday recordings, which is the day we usually record, which those fly episodes will release Thursday, um, I'll be streaming on Tuesdays. I'm 99% sure I'm going to be streaming on Tuesdays moving forward, so look forward to that. Either Tuesdays or Thursday, 99% sure Tuesdays. Lucas will be taking out our Wednesday slot. Um, Hopefully Chambers takes the Thursday Chambers slot. Chambers will then. likely be taking Thursday or another day, and we're trying to get Hot Mickey on board as well, so... You can expect some quality TFP content, hopefully several days, you know, at least four days a week, I think out of the week now moving forward. Yeah, so yeah. Nightly, that's pretty basically. exciting. Um, Nightly TFP, TFP forever. Um, so look <laughs> forward to that, everyone. As always, you can join our discord at thanksforplaying.live. You can find the link there or go to TFP podcasts. That's TFP podcast with an S at the end. Go to the link tree and any of our social media handles. You'll find a link to our discord as well. A whole bunch of our other cool stuff. Go check it out. It's a good time. Um, Alright everyone, this has been Thanks for playing Catch you next time Scooby-Doo